Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob, turn that button on. See, when I'm upstairs in the broadcast booth over at Rogers Place, there's no buttons. You just turn it up once, and then that's it. Away you go. You got the broadcast line. But when you're in actual studios, you got to turn two buttons on. And for me, that you know, I sometimes forget. Should we explain to people what happened today, Brendan? When I came in a studio, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I had no idea you were coming in, so I did not have a script printed. Um, and actually, I was quite surprised when I looked up, and I was talking on the talk bag to Roger's place, thinking we were communicating, and then you poked your head in the door. It was really I said, hey, by the way, I'm here. Did you see my text from earlier today? So there you go. Uh, great minds think alike. Uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list, there are 15 Edmonton area, four in Calgary. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staff recommendation at Royal Pizza is Mediterranean chicken. It is old school, big boy pizza. Everything at Royal is real. It's none of that synthetic stuff. It's it's the goods. It's Royal Pizza staff recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Our NHL insider joining us mon- uh, Mondays and Thursdays on Oilers now for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, for Bobby and Steve and the gang at Legacy, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy heating and cooling. We welcome back to the show NHL insider John Shannon. Hi, John. How you doing? Uh, good, Bob. And so um, I think when I come to Edmonton this year, when you you were around and Bob and Steve from uh, Legacy are around, I think you should buy us lunch. That would require me to get off my wallet. Yes, yes, it would. Absolutely. Based on the ridiculous amount we pay you per hit on this show, you don't think you couldn't uh, buck up? Ah, uh, no, I'm not sure, Bob. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I describe myself as a pensioner now, so. Uh, okay, well, you're you're a well compensated <laughs> pensioner, and you've earned that right. All right, uh, we'll get to the game in a second here, but I'm going to do, let's call it a segue. The best fans in the game need the best content. Go live and behind the scenes with Oilers Plus and access live practice coverage, pre- and post-game shows, behind-the-scenes original series, and much more. Subscribe now at OilersPlus.com using the promo code, and this promo code is all capped, OilersNow, for a three-day trial. Look, John, you've worked in the television business since what, the mid to late 1970s? Correct. Okay, you've been at this a long time. Uh, did you not start up the the uh, Maple Leafs network or whatever it was? I, I started up both the hockey network for MLSE and the basketball channel that's still alive, yes. Okay. Wait, where's your headspace at with Oilers Plus? What do you think of it? Well, I think I think it's pointed in the right direction. When when you look at what other teams ha- are trying to do as well, when you see that uh, non-broadcast entities are getting into the content business, like Amazon, uh, like Net- Netflix, uh, then you know having a team control its own content and its own destiny when it comes to content, I, th- I think it's just a uh, a natural progression. What would you say to the people that have texted the show and said, uh, you know, are the Oilers finding a way to charge for stuff that they were already providing for free before? Well, I, you know, that's an interesting one. I've thought about that. You'd have to hope that at some point that uh, there is a point of differentiation uh, as Oilers Plus gets, uh, 
you know, a little more mature. Uh, but that's something that certainly has to be contemplated. Uh, you know, the, the, here's the bottom line. I, you know, and and I watched Tony and Cam last night do the pregame show, the postgame show. You know, th there's going to be a difference. There is going to be a difference, uh, and eventually it will be something that uh, that hopefully. Uh, once uh, everything gets uh, put into place properly, that uh, people will say, hey, I got to watch. I have to watch. And it's content that you can't get anywhere else. And that's important. Yeah. Well, you, you might see a series of sort of sit-down, uh, longer-format interviews that might take place as well that are supported by B-roll and footage and that sort of thing. So. Uh, sure. Keep just we'll, we'll wait and see how this all ends up uh, translating it. And, and, and but you do think there's a growth pattern that could occur with a concept like Oilers Plus? Sure, and, and I mean other other teams and other sports have done it. Uh, it, it and, and quite frankly, if anybody's a uh, a fan of uh, of the the uh, the Premier League, Manchester United uh, has been doing this for uh, more than a decade. Um, and uh, last I checked, they're pretty successful, and they they've had great vision on on how how to service their fans better, and that really is the key. Uh, you know, content in the end is king, Bob. Yes. And if if you're a hockey team or any professional sports team, and you control the content you can deliver the content, then then more power to you. So it's interesting just in terms of the television numbers in the league, because I know Stu McDonald uh, was on the show the other day. I believe he said the regional numbers, Edmonton comes in as high as third with the uh, regional viewership in the National Hockey League as part of their you know, re regional television broadcasts. I have a pretty good idea where we sit radio-wise. I mean, there are teams, uh, and Chorus has been a very good partner for the last 25-plus years uh, for the Oilers organization. Of course, uh, uh, you know, they purchased the rights to the show, uh, broadcast rights for both this show and the Oilers games. I have a pretty good idea where those numbers sit uh, relative to other teams in the league, and I think it does speak volumes. Of, uh, the Oilers are in a unique place, John, because of frankly, they've got incredibly passionate and loyal fans that thrive and have a thirst for knowledge. I, I, I think that that's one of the key things in all of this is that uh, that this this reflects the importance of this team and the game, uh, not and it, not just in Northern Alberta, but to Oiler fans around the world. You know, for you know, I, and, and and you you get this, and you get texts, and and uh, and you get uh, direct messages in, on Twitter, uh, or, or or replies on Twitter. You, you know, how many times will you see where hockey fans are around the world waiting for the Oilers game to start? Well, now they can they can actually watch a pregame show for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, you know, on online. That they that they wouldn't have been able to do beforehand. So there's there are lots of ways to you know to pardon the pun, but skin this cat, and I'm not talking about Hunter either. Um, yes. That uh, that 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 to me is that to me is important to deliver content to people who want it. It's not for everybody, Bob. Right. You don't have to have it. You don't have to have it. But there will be an audience for it, and that's the one thing that I think that uh, the people at OEG understand. All right, some quick hitters for you. Uh, oh boy, they're coming in fast. Uh, uh, 
this one says Oilers plus laugh out loud another streaming service that nobody asked for good luck with that one uh, another one says Bob uh, Manchester United. by the way by the way by the way don't, don't buy it then don't buy it right um, <laughs> another couple are, are saying that uh, Manchester United has a massive uh, international following the same cannot be said for the Edmonton Oilers uh, that is a perspective that is out there as well. And uh, one individual wants to know, John, why did, at the end of the day, uh, the Maple Leafs, uh, Leafs TV uh, ultimately get shuttered down? Well, in my opinion, because it's owned by two broadcast entities, owned by Bell and owned by Rogers. Why, 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 would, they, why would they split the market? Um, in such a manner and and with the costs and when you really want them watching TSN in Ontario and Rogers Sportsnet in Ontario. Right, so when you guys started it, Bell had the national TV rights to the Maple Leafs, right? No. No, sorry, CBC Roger. Uh, when you guys started CBC the Maple Leafs Network, who had... CBC. CBC had the national rights and yeah. then uh, who had the regional rights at that time? For the Leafs. Well, they there were there were two small packages on both channels, but here here's here's what happened, and, and I didn't come on to to talk about this, but the, the the reason that the Leafs wanted to control their information and their market, uh, and they also wanted to try to find a way to 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 grow the business. The broadcast industry can be very very successful financially. And this was at a time in our country when we were going from analog to digital, right? Remember, we, yes. we had, there was a launch of 40 channels that year, Bob, 40 channels. Some didn't survive the first week. And Leafs TV was one of those channels. And the key to that was to, to change the, the model for how much the rights holders would pay for games. When I started working at Leafs TV, the the rights per game for the Toronto Maple Leafs were $100,000 a game. Come on, that's it? In 2000, yeah, $100,000 a game. When I left in 2006 to go to the National Hockey League, 425000 Because we, uh, uh, Leafs TV scared the heck out of both Rogers and Bell that they needed to protect having games. Games are games are the drivers on when it came to that uh, that channel. Games drove right. the finances, and so um, and and you can't tell me that with with uh, the people that I worked with at MLSE uh, when the, when we launched both our TV channels, you you can't tell me that Rogers and Bell were looking at that saying, "Holy smokes, we better control our own fate. Let's buy the company so that we don't have this issue." <laughs> I know very well that was that conversation occurred. Yeah. Well, that's 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 good perspective for people. So it went up four hundred, like it went up four times in a span yeah. of six years, like a four hundred percent markup. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And at the end of that, Bob, Leafs TV ended up with twenty games. TSN got twenty. Leafs TV got twenty. Sportsnet got twenty, and the other twenty-two are on. Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, 
interesting stuff. It's going to be, because there's been some changes in terms of the actual, if I'm not mistaken, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm about to find out tonight after I come home from an event, I'll be watch, trying to watch the late game, but you used to be able to purchase a package, um, and now does it not have to be done through Rogers? For Canadian, well, Rogers has always Rogers has always owned those digital rights. Right. Rogers has always owned those rights when they when they bought this twelve year deal. Uh, what really spurred them on to change the model this year, I believe, and this is this is just my opinion of two and two equals four, is is what happened in the United States last summer when basically the the U.S. version of the center ice package disappeared because it all went in the Disney deal to Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. Right. So what basically Rogers has said, well, if they're going to do that in the United States, we need to be able to do that in Canada. And the NHL said, well, <laughs> you've always owned them. You do what you need to do with them. So it's right. just, if you're going to buy that, you, you can still buy a package of games. You can still buy the package of games. It's just the the perception is you're not buying it from the NHL anymore. You're buying it from Rogers. Right. John Shannon with us. All right, John, let's get to last night's game. Highly entertaining. I'd call it a beautiful, ugly win for Edmonton. Uh, it was by no means a Picasso, but they got the result they were looking for. Well, tell me a Picasso painting that's beautiful. Come on now. Uh, so that's that's my own personal thought on on Picasso. Um, you know, listen, I, I, I think that there was enough in in things that happened last night that I think you walk out of the building pretty satisfied. I think you walk from the bench to the dressing room into the coach's office if you're Jay Woodcroft, pretty satisfying. Their penalty kill was a difference last night when you think they went seven for eight killing penalties. The power play did what the power play did last year. Uh, you can you can ill afford to take silly penalties or any penalties against the Edmonton Oilers for fear of that group of guys making a difference. Uh, and then after you know after the first four shots of the game, Jack Campbell settled settled down. Jack Campbell did what he was supposed to do. And at no time, I think at no time, and this is not a knock at either Koskinen or Smith. At no time did you get a sense that people had lost confidence in the goaltending. There was always a belief that Jack Campbell could stop that puck. And last year, I think that there were always questions, oh my goodness, can he stop this one? Well, you always felt that Jack Campbell could stop the puck. Yeah, it was interesting uh, with Steve Breer because he left the Maple Leafs organization. As you know, he's now in Seattle. We'll see how that goes. He'd worked with Campbell uh, the last couple of years. Go yeah, ahead. You were going to jump in. Yeah, but uh, Mark, Mark, hey, hey. Steve Bureau's got lots of work to do. I watched that late game in Anaheim with uh, Philip Grubauer again. Yeah. <laughs> There's some issues with Philip Grubauer. You know what we didn't discuss the entire show today, John? Can Connor McDavid score 50 goals this year? Last night it looked like he could. Oh, listen, Connor McDavid, I think Connor McDavid can do anything he's, he sets his mind to. Yeah. You know? He's also is he not also leading the league in penalties right now too? I mean, come on. <laughs> 
We did, you, know, you know, I'm trying to Every avoid... time I looked up, he was in the penalty box. Well, and we already had the listeners point out, uh, I know Sonny out in Vancouver is like, all right, so McDavid gets called for a cross-check or the, you know, the defender was already on the way down, but then you see uh, Yessa Pugliarvi get call, or get cross-checked to the ice by the same player involved in the sequence of McDavid and no cross I'm like, I don't want to start this. I got the victory. What's I, What did I used to call it? A loser's lament? Is it a winner's wine? The bottom line was the fans in Vancouver weren't very happy in the non-call on the Hughes High sticking uh, play on the 3 nothing. Um a goal that made it 3-1 for Edmonton. And they Edmonton. have every right to be. And they have every right to be. But I give credit to the Vancouver players, John, because they said, hey, we got eight power plays. We needed to finish the Oilers off, and they didn't. So they found a way to win, and Campbell was absolutely critical to success. Um, how about the back-to-back for Colorado tonight, by the way? At home last night and flying immediately following the game, as you know, basically an hour drive from downtown Denver to the airport, and they got to play the Flames tonight. That's going to be a good hockey game. <laughs> it is, and it, it, that, that's just, uh, you know, when you look at the schedule maker, that uh, they wanted to make sure that last night's event of the banner raising and, uh, and, and the, uh, you know, the cup and everybody else on the ice in Denver was on TNT. It, it probably should have happened on Tuesday night, but TNT is not a Tuesday night broadcast. Uh, and that, that created an issue for... Uh, for what Colorado needs, it's tough to service all the the many masters uh, in the NHL when you consider there basically are four national rights holders in the two countries. There you go. Any uh, fond memories of the 1972-73 Oilers, the, the Alberta Oilers, uh, that were in the building last night? Just to wrap up, John. Wasn't that cool? I mean, I would that that to me. I love. I first of all, I I, I was never. I never lived in a WHA city, but I loved pirate leagues. I loved the old ABA. I loved yep. the WHL, WHA rather. I, and so, to me, I, I still remember opening night. I still remember the double opening night. The same puck drop when the WHA started. They had they tried to synchronize the two puck drops in Ottawa and in Edmonton. Uh, and and it, to me, that was as exciting as it went. And to see the new uniforms and to see all those guys. Be proud as punch to wear that sweater. To me, that was absolutely fantastic, and and uh, I would have liked to have seen more of it last night. In fact, uh, for Al Hamilton and those guys. This one comes in. It says, Bob, maybe I missed it, but I didn't hear any mention of Dr. Charles Allard on Ched regarding the 50th anniversary of the team. As Bob knows, uh, Allard also uh, founded Chorus Assets, which included the CITV and CHQT uh, back in the day. Uh, well, uh, we know a guy, the Kaiser Solze of Edmonton Money, that might be uh, uh, directly connected to that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Bruins and an Oilers fan. Well, in a say hello to Harold for me, will you? Uh, will you know, say Will you say hello to Harold for me? I think he's out in Victoria right now, but all good. Hey, uh, John, great stuff. Thanks for giving us some perspective on how this is all going to work with Oilers Plus. plus. Much appreciated. Just just tell people to be patient. Be patient. There we go. Patience. That's got it. Thanks, John. It is 152 in Edmonton. Uh, We'll wrap up Oilers now after this. You know, it's a privilege to host a show called Oilers Now and broadcast the games, especially if you're a guy from Edmonton that grew up and, you you know, you care about the team. Uh, I love the feedback we get. It's often positive. There's the occasional negative once in a while. and But, uh, you know, there, there's, there's a thing called choice, and you have it. 
And so, uh, and it's never lost on me that you have choice, but it's a two-way street with choice. Um, lots of people have opinions on lots of different things. Uh, sometimes we're forced to uh, deal with things, um, and we're, we really don't get much of a say in it. I have often thought, uh, Brendan Escott, about maybe doing like silent shopping at a bunch of different things or different uh, industries. And then after about six months going in and publicly grading those companies or maybe the service that's provided, like at a school or something, uh, an institution that maybe isn't what it once was because there's an expectation that you'll think a certain way at a publicly funded institution and you better think that way or else. Not exactly the true concept of uh, a liberal arts uh, education that maybe we once had. Anyway, I digress. I think you get where I'm coming from. Anyhow, you have choice. There's options out there. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see how it grows with uh, Oilers Plus, and we're going to continue to try to improve our product in our show as well. All right, there you go. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel. This January, join Oilers now on a three-night road trip to Vegas. You get a chance to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights. Uh, you can reach out to New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to the state in 1979. I have to read this because I stole Brendan's script. He doesn't have his script right now. The Oilers made their first appearance on Hockey Night in Canada. They played to a 3-3 tie against the Detroit Red Wings. Blair McDonald opened the scoring just under eight minutes with his first of two goals on the night. Jim Robson did the play-by-play. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports. Over to you, Brendan. What's he got? Yeah, you'll hear from NHL analyst Drew Remenda tonight, friend of our show as well, and Edmonton Elks receiver Manny Arsenault. I got some new music coming back. I like that. I... Well, who who is, is this? This is Ann Wilson's rendition of Stairway to Heaven. Of course, Sticks and Ann Wilson playing the Jube tonight. Uh, there, you go. there you go. Big voice. Big voice. Thanks Tom- to Ray on the text line, by the way, for tipping me off to that. Nicely way. done. Uh, tomorrow, Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service uh, will be one of our guests. We'll get an update from the farm. Colin Chalk off to a... Global news weather traffic update provided by Christina Drapo. There we go. Christina's up next on the 6.30 chat afternoons today from 3 to 6. Rob Breckenridge in between 2 to 3. Back at you tomorrow. So long, everybody. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.